Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. And then as soon as he saw that, he said, yeah, that's it. I can pray that prayer of faith. Then, um, you know, he read the next verse. Elijah was a man subject to like passion. You know, uh, verse 16. The effective of emperor of a righteous man availed much. And then the devil said, you see, if you were righteous now, you'd be able to pray that prayer. Ah! And it was like the light was put out. Then he read the next verse. Elijah was a man subject to like passion. And he gives Elijah as an example of a righteous man. Remember what they taught him in Sunday school about Elijah? Man of faith and power. Who called down fire from Camel? 450 prophets of Baal. Wow. Demolished them. And then they told him, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. Sister, Madam Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Jay-Z came after him. Man of God ran. Ran for his life. Went under a juniper tree. Said, oh God, take my life. You know, such hypocrisy. If he really wanted to die, why did he run? Jay-Z would have helped him. Would have accommodated him. You know, Brother Higgins said, when he read that, he said, my God, this guy reminds me of me. Inconsistent, just as I've been. That's what he said. That's what he said. He said, but the Bible calls him righteous man. How? Then he saw in Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2, blessed is the man whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. So, whoa, I see it. Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. Some people have a practice. You know, want to church, start a church service and then we say, everybody confess the sins you committed. Listen, that's a bad practice. You, you don't go to God and the first thing you want to tell people, remind people of is to confess their sins. And you're going to get the same people to worship God shortly after. And when they are now lifting up holy hands, the devil will tell someone, you better put holy, holy. Which hand is holy? Put down that, 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 down that hand. Are you not the one who, who did this? So you don't want to breed that. You don't want to breathe that. Then also, you don't want to encourage them that you can sin anytime you want to. Just wait until Sunday to ask for forgiveness. No. The moment your conscience hurts you, get it right immediately. If you need to meet somebody and say, bro, I messed up. I, I, I didn't do right by you. I was wrong. And sincerely from your heart, you apologize. Because that's what love will do. That's what righteousness will do. Amen. But then you go to your father too and you say, Father, that wasn't right. I shouldn't have done that. It, it wasn't okay. Uh, it wasn't okay. I'm not making light of it. You know, God doesn't treat sin flippantly. How do we know? The sacrifice he paid to redeem us from it. Let's us see God's esteem, how God views sin. So we shouldn't be flippant about sin. But we should magnify his mercies and magnify the finished work of redemption. The moment you confess it, he forgives you and he forgets that it ever happened. Now, will the, will the condemnation leave immediately? It may not. The feeling of it may stay. Now, the moment you confess it, he forgives you and that's it. It's done. Not only does he forgive you, he cleanses you from all non-righteousness, all unrighteousness. So that instance, you are cleansed. Your conscience is cleansed. Amen. You are cleansed. It's as if it never happened. But you see, your mind still has the knowledge of it. Your feelings still are conscious of it. So the devil uh, will still try to bring those feelings. Your senses will still try to bring those feelings. Look at what you did. Look at what you did. And you've been stupid. If you've been stupid enough to be blabbing, blabbing, blabbing. Now, don't go blabbing your wrong before people. Don't do it. Now, there's a place of confess your faults one to another. If I were to do something, I step on your toes. I need to go and meet you and ask you to forgive me. Because that's what love will do. If I were to do something wrong in front of you, I need to come in front of you and say, look, that thing I did, I shouldn't have done it. It wasn't right. Because that's what love will do. That's what righteousness will do. But 
If it's something that isn't the people's business and you are putting, you're just not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself. You know, you're just going to put yourself under condemnation. So the next time you see those people, even though that's not what they are thinking about, the devil will tell you, you see now, he's thinking about this thing that you did. And then the devil will tell you, hey, do you notice he's hiding his wallet? Yeah, because he, he, he knows that. And then, think, the devil will just start reading, you start, you start reading meanings that don't exist. So, d- don't do that. Amen. Straighten it out with God. If there's anybody you need to straighten it out with, straighten it out with them, and that's it. Now, there's a place of you can give a testimony later, God help me in this area, and that's fine. But don't go around, oh, you know, you know I'm just so unworthy. You know I'm just not good enough. You know I'm just a bad person. You know I'm just a struggling person. You know I'm just a... Shut up! You have the righteousness of God. 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 You are as righteous as God gets. You are his righteousness. So the moment you've asked him to forgive you, he's forgiving you. You see... If I were to tell you to do something and I don't do it myself, like I talk about, we should put on our masks. Let's say I never put on mine. Then what would you call me? A hypocrite. And I'll be one. If I say do as I say, but not as I do. I say you should do something and I don't do it. I'll be a hypocrite. Now question, how many times did God say if my brother were to offend me, in one day I'm to forgive him? Seventy times, seven times. Put Matthew 18 and Luke 17. Read both chapters. You see, he's talking about 490 times in one day. So God says that if someone were to hurt me 490 times in one day, I'm to forgive the person. Will he not do the same? If he wouldn't do the same, he's a hypocrite. A bloody hypocrite. That's what he'll be. That's what Jesus will be. But listen, God is no hypocrite. God is no hypocrite. If you sin against him 490 times in one day, and after each time, from your heart sincerely, you go to him and say, Father, that wasn't right. I shouldn't have done that. Listen, he forgave you. And he forgot about it. And he doesn't remember that it happened. So don't remind him. Don't remind yourself. If any memory of it comes, it's not God that brought it. It's the devil. Or it's just your own flesh. Or just your own natural mind. Now, if the devil brings stuff that happened before you got saved and he says, look at you, tell him, no, I didn't do that. The man that did that passed away. If it's stuff that you did after you got saved and then the devil comes and says, look at this mistake, look at that mistake, say, yes, I did those things. It was wrong. But you know what? I've asked my father to forgive me. He's forgiving me. He doesn't have any memory of it. I've forgiven myself too. I I refuse to keep it in my memory. So devil, ha, 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 ha. Get out of here. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So your standing is restored. Your boldness is restored. Your confidence is restored. See, Jesus went from hell. He went straight to heaven, to the Father's presence. He appeared in the presence of God for us. He took the tokens of our redemption. The sacrifice was accepted. The Father was pleased with it. He sat down now. He's seated now because the work is done. Listen, there's no condemnation to you. You are in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It says, it's God that justifies. It says, who is he that condemns? It says, it's Christ that died. Who is even raised from the dead? And he's seated at the right hand of the Father, where he makes intercession for us. So don't let the devil hold you under a guilt trip. Don't let the devil tell you it's because of this, it's because of that. Tell him, shut up. Just tell him, shut up. If he tells you I've got a word for you, tell him you've got two for him. Shut up. Amen. Put him on the run. 
You have the righteousness of God. You have the righteousness of God. You have the righteousness of God. See, the Bible says, awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. The more conscious we are of who we are in Christ, of the fact that we've been made righteous, the easier it becomes for us to do what is right. Someone says, oh, preaching like this, aren't you giving people the license to sin? I always laugh. People, when they want to sin, they don't need license. <laughs> they will do enough sinning without a license. So this is not giving people a license to sin. This is giving them the ability to do what is right. You have the righteousness of God. Don't let the devil hold you under condemnation for stuff that God does not remember. <laughs> As I wrap this up, Brother Hagin talked about when he was on that deathbed. He read in James 5, 14 and 15, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him. Anointing him with all. Name of the Lord. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. If you have committed sins, you shall be forgiven him. And then as soon as he saw that, he said, yeah, that's it. I can pray that prayer of faith. Then, um, you know, he read the next verse. Elijah was a man subject to like passion. You know, uh, verse 16. The effective of prayer of a righteous man availed much. And then the devil said, you see, if you were righteous now, you'd be able to pray that prayer. And it was like the light was put out. Then he read the next verse. Elijah was a man. Subject to like pastor. And he gives Elijah as an example of a righteous man. Remember what they taught him in Sunday school about Elijah. Man of faith and power. Who called down fire from Carmel. 450 prophets of Baal. Wow. Demolished them. And then they told him Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Sister, Madam Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Jay-Z came after him. Man of God ran. Ran for his life. Went under a juniper tree. Said, oh God, take my life. You know, such hypocrisy. If he really wanted to die, why did he run? Jezebel would have helped him. Would have accommodated him. You know, Brother Higgins said, when he read that, he said, my God, this guy reminds me of me. Inconsistent. Just as I've been. That's what he said. That's what he said. He said, but the Bible calls him righteous man. How? Then he saw in Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2. Blessed is the man whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. So, whoa, I see it. In the old covenant, they had their sins covered based on the blood of those animals. And that's why righteousness was imputed to this dude. And that's why he could do that. In the new covenant, my sins are not merely covered. They are remitted. They are blotted out. You know, as soon as he saw that, the devil said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, when you got born again, you became righteous. But haven't you seen, remember the other day, they brought food on the tray. You, you kicked everything away out of anger. Uh, is that how righteous men behave? The devil was about to put out the light. And then he got to studying and saw first John 1, 9. Look, I confessed it. The moment I did, God forgive me. He can't remember it happened. Whoa, I can pray that prayer of faith. He prayed that prayer of faith and he got off that deathbed. Listen to me, child of God. You are the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. Go out in life's fight and win. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.
Do you want to know your purpose in life? Do you want to learn balanced biblical teachings? Are you hungry for more but confused about where and how to satisfy the longing in your heart? Are you uncertain about what next steps to take in life? We have good news for you. At Kenneth Hagin's Rema Bible Training Center, Nigeria, we help believers learn God's word to live a successful and victorious life, discover and walk in God's plan for their lives, and get prepared for the ministry with campuses in Abuja, Putakot, Nasarawa, Kaduna, and Lagos. RPTC is now open for April 2021 school intake. To apply, contact us on 090-3484-1366. The number again 090-3484-1366 or 080-7657-6163. The number again, 080-7657-6163. You can also visit our website on www.remanigeria.com forward slash apply online. Turn on your passion.